big bong, big up, big, big bong, ba-ba-ba-bing, ba-bing, Hello, welcome again, everybody, to Suggestible in the City. My name is Claire Twenty. James Clement and his are also, we are married, and we're here again. We're here again to talk about our, the latest episode, episode eight. Are you sad that after this, there's only two more to go for yes. this season? I don't know what I'll do with my life. You might just have to watch a different <laughs> show, I think. <laughs> uh, speaking of shows, though, the show that we watched this week, this is actually a spinoff of our uh, more successful show, uh, podcast, Suggestible, which is a podcast which I do, which isn't a Suggestible which isn't as successful as my most, suggest- my most <laughs> successful right. podcast. Just to set the scene for anyone who's listening for the very first time, James has a real ego problem. It's true. Uh, we're in a tiny room in our holiday house and his ego can barely fit in It's here. not our holiday house. It's a house that we are airbnb Anyway, this episode <laughs> is called Bewitched, Bothered and Bewildered, but they should have called it Dong City. Because I don't think... <laughs> There's ever been so many dogs. We've seen dongs in Sex in the City. Do you know correct, what I mean? We have, yes. Uh, we saw James Remar's balls, famously. Yes, uh, correct. Samantha's boyfriend. But I'm, I don't think we've ever seen two dongs in the one episode. You know no, what I mean? No, it's a two dong time. <laughs> it's a two dong situation. Two- okay, and alert everybody. And right up top, I do have to say, this episode reminded me, and I was reflecting on it last week, but particularly this episode reminded me that I'm missing Samantha. This is yeah. the first couple episodes yep, yep, where I've really yep. missed Samantha. Yeah. And I'll tell you why, James. I'll yeah. tell you why. Because we're doing like Samantha speculation up top here. Oh, I got some goss at the end as well. Ooh, all right. Way. Okay. Yeah. So we won't. I just need to get this out early. What has happened is they've gone back to Sex and the City format ye of old in yeah. the last two episodes, except they're missing the fun, sexy like full raunchy scenes. Yeah. And I, while I thought that was not what I enjoyed about the show, <laughs> I feel like it needs it totally, yeah. to kind of bring it all together. So why don't we just talk about this up top then because Charlotte uh, has an encounter with her, her husband uh, in the bathroom. Yeah, she's going to go down on him. Uh, Correct. There, there are other ways. She's going to give him a blowjob. Yeah, 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 Let's yeah. just call oh, it a spade might be, a spade. There might be kids listening to this podcast. <laughs> He's going red, guys. In the He's city. going red. Um, yeah, and that's normally. I mean, she has been in like situations, like sexual situations before that we've seen, but it's it's wouldn't really be the character that you'd go to necessarily, would you, for a scene? No, like uh, that. No, it's definitely nature, not like a Samantha S kind of, you know, blowing the male. I mean, guy she wouldn't be embarrassed though, and she wouldn't have a kid and whatever. But no, no. Yeah. I think what's interesting about it because obviously their daughter walks in. She slammed the door in their daughter Lily's yeah. face and it's all a bit awkward. And the reason it all starts off is because Charlotte wants Harry to wear, and again, oh my an God. aura ring. Shout out to the sponsors for this week. <laughs> uh, this, is a, this is a big week. We got the aura ring, uh, which is already synced up to his phone. I didn't even know you could do that. How delightful. Uh, <laughs> Jiffy Pop Popcorn. Uh, Hershey's Kisses. Fat Witch Bakeries, and there's so many varieties of brownies they do, including caramel, it would seem. <laughs> and, it, and then she says, oh, it's not a brownie, it's a blondie. It's a blondie, yeah. <laughs> wow. Such anyway, a... that bakery is made. I um, feel like, you know, when you've got this too many sponsors, I don't feel as much, do you know what I mean? I want something uh, to focus on. I thought, oh, Jiffy Pop, that's going to be like the thing. But no, they no, went all out this what episode. What is Jiffy Pop? I, it's popcorn. I, she's eating it at the oh, end. Oh, I see. The... That's what she's eating and getting yeah, out yeah. of foil. I yeah, wasn't sure. I thought it might be well, naan bread or we, something. We have, I, I, the popcorn we have here is different. I, well, let's just explain this for people. Ours are in like like paper bags that you heat up in the microwave. I'm, not, well, I'm sure people overseas and other places have that as well. But traditionally they're like in a little disposable like frying pan kind of thing and you put it on the what? stove and it like twists and pops in this silver kind of packaging. And oh. I think that's more what Jiffy Pop traditionally what? is. Because I thought she bought something from a street stall or something. No, Claire. Oh, I was like, what is go. that? Is that like marshmallow? What is that? What is, what's Jiffy Pop? Why is it called Jiffy Pop? I think Pop? I thought it was like a drink, like the Snapple. Yeah, okay, you know, yeah. The diet Snapple drink that she was like talking about. I'm across a lot of like food. American culture and food, but Jiffy Pop just completely uh, well, slid me by. Go. Anyway. Feel, okay, anyway, back to the story. I feel like I could use that Jiffy Pop in my own life. Popcorn. You know, I'm going to get there in a Jiffy Pop. Oh, okay, yeah, you yeah. Know? Like you'd use the, exp- like you'd use the expression. expression. Yeah, anyway, why did we bring that up? Tell me about it. I'm Steve. What's going on? What's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if my hearing aids are. It's in. in the couch 
somewhere. Can't you just break up with me with one, one <laughs> earring aid in? We should get to that. Okay, so Miranda, right? She's... No, no, no. I wanted okay, to... something I wanted to talk about with the Jiffy Pop story. Yeah. And what were we doing? Well, it was led back to Charlotte. We're talking about Charlotte. Oh, in yes, the, the Charlotte yeah. thing. All right, so yeah. So this is what I wanted to say about so the aura ring thing, yep. obviously. But what I think is interesting about that scene is that it, it tracks actually with Charlotte as a character in general. Yeah. Because she surprisingly does a lot of sexual exploits that are surprising to her friends because she seems like this sort of like twee kind of very yeah, polite woman. She's, she's a very woman. like sexual person, but she's just not like conversation as conversational about it as other And I people. guess up, yeah. she's and in other ways she's very uptight. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it is really interesting when she's in a relationship like that. And it, it was the same with Trey because there were yep. scenes with her that she says some things that she does with Trey that like are quite explicit. Mm. And it's almost like once she's in a relationship when she can feels free. When bloody get up Trey, my bloody Yeah, right, exactly, bloody Trey. You know, I just find that I really like that sort of vibe about Charlotte. I think that's really cool. And I like that it's continued. And I really enjoyed the conversation when Miranda kept saying, you know, in the coffee shop. Yeah, she couldn't believe that they (laughs) still do that. Yeah, and you still do that. And I thought that's really great. I couldn't Um, believe the absolute uniform colour on his penis. Just like this, like obviously like a fake penis. We saw what two penises We saw a real one. A real one. And and a fake one. What I assume was a fake one because it was one colour. Yeah, and it kind of, it definitely flopped around like it was plastic. <laughs> like it just looked plastic. It was like waggling around there. I don't know. There was something going on. Yeah, it was Anyway, hilarious. good on him. He's, he's, he's packing some heat, I guess, because that, what you know, he was at half-mast. You know, who knows where he's going? You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Anyways, uh, so Miranda, right, it starts off where she's at uh, some kind of awareness parade. I don't know what, what was it? It was a gathering I, I guess. Think, yeah, I think it seemed like it might have been even a protest. Yeah. I think. And it was it was really... Um, or like a celebration. Yeah, like, a celebration look, look, of queer we're rights. We're here and, yeah. yeah. Mm. And Shay was speaking. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting because he's like, you know, nothing to hide and you know, I don't have anything to hide. No one else should have anything to hide where... And then Miranda's there and she's like, I have something to hide. I'm having an affair. And that leads into the conversation of like... Shay didn't know that Miranda wasn't in an open marriage. And I yeah. thought that was really strange that, first of all, I guess that that conversation didn't happen and also that it was assumed that Miranda was in an open marriage. But I guess they come from different worlds where Shay yeah. would be like, well, the only reason you would do this is because everybody is okay with it on your end. Where, you know, not realising that Miranda, I guess, is more from like a traditional yeah, world you know, and world, era, yeah. era, I guess. Yeah. Okay, two things I have to say. One, the so she creeps out because she sees her son Brady in yeah. the audience. And Good on Brady. There was yeah. like 40 people there <laughs> and Brady happened to be there. And I think, yeah, He's an good ally. on Brady. Correct, exactly. Good on Brady. The walk she does is so funny. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. found it so weird and it made her suddenly look very elderly. Like she's yeah, crouched right, yeah. over. Like crawling out of there. I actually really liked that conversation with Shay. I'm not so sold on their stand-up. Yeah, right. But yeah. what I do really enjoy is the conversations that they have with Miranda. Yes. And Shay, I think you're absolutely right. I think they come from really different worlds. And I actually thought that was a surprising conversation because mm. you would assume that Shay would just be like, know. Eh, whatever. Yeah, or not even that, but just be like you should just tell your son and you should tell your husband what's going on. And I just, I really liked that take that, A, they immediately just went, no, that's, I'm out of here. I'm not a homewrecker. No, I'm not a homewrecker and don't you have an open marriage. Uh, And I also liked Miranda in that scene kind of shocked because she thought what they were doing was this kind of like illicit affair. Yes. And what Shay brings it into is, no, this is actually a legitimate relationship choice. Everything I do is a choice. Yeah. And you need to be living with integrity here. It's not just, oh, isn't this an illicit fun thing that we're doing? Yeah. You're going to hurt people in this process and you need to sort yourself out. And I thought that was really interesting. And I wondered whether, um, back to the point that we got an email last week about how cheating, it doesn't matter whether it's with the same sex partner or with someone else, Mm. is still cheating. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like Miranda maybe got so swept up in that idea that I don't know if she really understood what she was doing was cheating in the same way. If it was with like another man, yeah, you're right. This would probably be a different 
conversation, conversation. yeah, and a different level of guilt. Exactly. For her. Yeah, and one of the, yeah. also, the other things I thought was interesting is that Shay makes the point: why did you make yourself available? And Miranda pushed the whole yeah, relationship, totally. kind of it built it out to be a thing. You know, she went and sought out Shay in that bar mm. and made insinuations, and you know, had that set up that kind of thing where they're at the hospital talking. Like Shay wasn't kind of chasing her. Yeah. Shay was going to visit their friend in hospital. Yes. You know, so I think that's that's really interesting. I don't know. It's interesting that they both also declare their love for each other. And I think, and we'll talk about this later, they both have different ideas of what this relationship is going to be. We'll come back to this because of course the Steve related. Steve Steve makes a big reappearance, big time. Anyway, so (gasps) Carrie, that dress, Claire, I was like, what's that dress? What's that dress? Oh, mate, I have so much to say about that dress. Okay, so... For starters, I love the fact that Carrie's just got her whole apartment full of all these different eras. I bet there's of so Carrie many outfits. Easter eggs and references. To <laughs> there are, and look, I'm not a fashion expert. Sure, well, so. I am. So this is what I saw. <laughs> so look, there's a lot of iconic outfits in there, and yep. I would need so much time to unpack them as slash research. But I will say that particular dress. For starters, it's the most expensive dress that was ever worn in Sex and the City. Oh, really? By okay. any character. How and much? At $80,000. And that was in 2004? Yeah, 2004. Was, yeah. yeah, it was the, the last episode of season Let six. Let me check what that would be worth. All right. Nowadays. While you do that, I'll tell you a little bit more about it. So Please. Patricia Field had to fight pa- Michael Patrick King. I always go to say Michael Matrick King. Michael Matrick King. We should call him Michael The Mattress King. The Mattress King. Okay, so she had to fight the Mattress King. Um, over that dress because he just kept saying there is absolutely no world where this would make sense and she was like, no one cares if it makes sense. No, it's and not about and she, that, yeah. She wears it in Paris. No one cares that she couldn't get it there. You just need to have her in this dress. Trust me, you need to. Uh, and- just just on a flat rate, if you do inflation alone, that dress is, today is worth $118,000. And that's not taking into account that it's probably vintage now and a collector's item, et cetera. And, and also so forth. featured in and a featured very in iconic Yeah, because in the world show. of Sex and the City, I don't know if you know this, the show Sex and the City doesn't exist. So I'd imagine that that dress within that world is not worth as much as the dress in the real world because in the show, the show that dress wasn't on a television show. Anyway, please go on. <laughs> <laughs> my brain is fed. I had too much ice cream. <laughs> oh my gosh. In little bowls. In little bowls, yeah. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, yeah, so Carrie in her big flitty flatty dress. Yeah. Um was um couldn't walk outside because Michael Patrick King's whole thing was she's where's she gonna wear it? She can't yeah. walk down the street in it. It's so giant. That yeah. Just it's tool ridiculous. skirt alone. Yeah. It's huge. It would take up this entire room. Yeah. Not that that would be that hard. But you know. It's crazy. And so they just have her by a window and famously Petrovsky comes in and he's like, oh, what is under your milfoy? You know, like the layers. And so she's weird, that guy. I know, but I kind of love that scene. And do you know what? It's consistently voted one of the most iconic outfits, if not the one, of Carrie's. Really? Yeah. Above the the other uh, tutu. Yeah, yeah, totally. Above... Oh, but Tutu doesn't really okay. get up there. It's actually her newspaper dress. Oh, okay, yeah, Do you yeah. remember that dress remember that she wears that, and she's strutting above, down the street in slow Above the clothes that she wore to hide her pregnancy in one of the later seasons. <laughs> Shockingly, yes. Um, anyway, so that's, so that's why that dress... Um, I don't know. I guess it's so expensive. It's so iconic. It's amazing. And so when Carrie... Anyway, like, as far as dresses go, I thought it was okay. But anyway, sorry, go on. You have to see it on, mate. Anyway. I saw it on. I've seen all of these episodes. <laughs> anyway, what I loved about that, and I have to say a side note, Seema, the character of Seema has the most fantastic hair. I great hair. Of yeah. any character. Some of, the, some of the best hair. It's some of the best hair. And it's looking particularly fabulous in this. She, and she walks so amazingly too. Yeah. And what I love about it is her and Carrie's friendship. Yes. Is so good. I also like that it is different than Samantha because I feel like this role would have, you know, this, this character would not have existed, not in this capacity at least if Samantha was in this show. Correct. And I, um, so, yeah, I think it's also good that we can, we can see more people in it. And, I, and this, to bring back MASH as we did last week, yeah. what, what they did in MASH, which I thought was really smart, whenever somebody left, they brought in the next person who was a counter to that person. So when the original guy who ran the base of MASH left, he was kind of this normal everyday guy who got given this command and was like, I don't know what I'm doing. They replaced him with like a career military man. So like when Frank Burns left, who was an incompetent surgeon, they replaced him with one of the most talented surgeons like in the world. And mm. I feel like 
there is a bit of that here where it's like they didn't just go, let's just make a character who's like Samantha-esque. This is a whole other new fleshed out character, which I appreciate. What though I really like about Seema's character and what is similar to Samantha is that she's super confident. Yes. She's also single. So Carrie's got someone who is a partner in that world. And I think because Charlotte's obviously got her kids and so is Miranda and they're obviously both living very domestic lives, Mm. whereas Carrie needed someone to be cool and sexy and in the city, you know? Getting on those bloody dating apps. Getting their smokes on and all the things. But So that's something. But also Seema's got the energy of Samantha in that she has ideas, she knows how to get stuff. She's got yep. contacts, she knows how to That's fix That's true, things. actually, yeah. Yeah, so she does have a Samantha energy, but she's much more about waiting for love. She's not sexually free in the same way that Samantha yeah. was, I would say. I would say she is, but they're like different in different in ways. In different yeah. ways, mm. yeah. And I also think that Seema, what I really like about her is she doesn't have the fragility of Samantha. Right. Because you know? I think Samantha's vibe was that she had all this big bravado, but she was also deeply insecure. Yeah. Whereas you feel with Seema that she's much less like yeah. that. She's much more secure in herself. And I guess she's a woman in her fifties as well. That yeah. Makes Which I difference. guess Samantha was in the later episodes. Later yeah, series. that's true. Movies she at was. Least. Yeah. And she did grow a lot. Yeah. Samantha, but I Samantha still... in the last series and the movies is very different than earlier mm, on as yeah. well. Yeah. And what I also enjoy about Seema's character is her throwaway lines are so cool and yeah. she's cool and funny. I mean, oh, I sound really daggy when I say that, but I love the fact that she goes to light up and Carrie says, you can't smoke it here. And she says, um, I just feel like I've had sex. I need to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> because she's such a fashion fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's actually the first time Carrie's had a counterpart in that state. That's true, actually. Yeah. None of, the, none of the women, I mean, they all love fashion, clearly, but yeah, none but of them are like die hard. In the world, the way that Carrie yeah, is. That's exactly. interesting. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting too. Uh, yeah, well, just quickly on the topic of smoking where she'll go outside and she's got rubber gloves and like forehead scarves <laughs> or whatever. Well, I have a friend who, uh, who, who smokes, um, not, not all the time, but will jack it up, wear a glove <laughs> like, yeah. to hide it. And I just found that really funny because I know that that exists in, like, in, the, real world. in the real world. But not, yeah. to, not to rat out that person, whoever he or she or they may be. Maybe, correct. I love that scene where she's walking, smoking, and that's really iconic. That scene's been like shot a thousand times all over the internet. Yeah, right. So yeah, I yeah. knew it was coming. But even so, she does look kind of like that woman that she Audrey Hepburn? Do. Yeah, a little bit. She kind of reminds me of the energy of that older lady that in one of the Strega Nonna? <laughs> she doesn't like a Strega Nonna. <laughs> Let me make us a bastard. There's a reference. Yeah, there's a reference. No, no, there's an episode where um, there's an old lady putting lithium on her ice cream. I don't remember. And that I can't at all. remember which. It's the Lithium one where Carrie. And ice cream. What yeah, a Carrie, combo. It's, it's raining, and Carrie decides to have a date with her city, and then the city like rains on her, and she's all lonely, and she tries to crack onto a guy when it's raining, and he thinks she's scary, and like runs away. Is that the guy her. who's yeah at the bus stop or whatever? And, and yeah, no, yeah, they're standing that. under yeah. an awning. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. they go into a coffee shop. She goes into a coffee shop, and she's all wet, and then yeah, there's this sort of like woman who's like very elderly and clearly dressed in an outfit with a beret just like yeah. Carrie would be, like saying, I've, you know, yeah, anyway, eating lithium on my ice cream. And she just looks like that kind of like crazed, yeah. sort of kooky, eccentric New York kind of woman. And then she runs into a very cool neighbour yes. who's a jewellery designer. What do you think about that neighbour story? Is that going like? to be anything, do you think? Do you think they're trying, there's something about it. Do you think that they're trying to be like, we know the women are older, so we're just going to give uh, that, a sexy storyline to like, my mind jazz like, things up. Let's put someone in their mid to late 20s, Who I'm guessing. Who's Carrie back in, you know, yeah, 30 years with ago money though. Yeah, with money and who's yeah. cool and a jury designer. What do you think? I don't know. 30 years ago. Wow, that is, yeah. I just, I'm like, is that math right on that? But yeah, you're yeah, right. It it is. Is. Yeah, it is. Well, she's supposed to be in her 20s, right? Like I 25 so, or yeah, something? Yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is just. Saw that guy's dick as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that dick had the right colours. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny though. I And Carrie gets to be mammed. But I felt like that joke was a bit lame. I don't I know. I like... think also like 
Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, yeah, it's claim. It's kind of like it's obvious. It's been done. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, at least, it, at least it wasn't like she called me ma'am and what. Like they didn't go, like go. Yeah, like, go she on just with kind it. of goes shrugs. Yeah, and okay, goes, right, yeah, right, right, and rolls yeah. her eyes. But she does get the ultimate validation where she's like, "You're cool," and she's like, "I am cool. I'm fucking cool. I'm the coolest fucking person in the world." <laughs> I knew I, it. I always knew <laughs> I was cool. What I did enjoy, which is vintage carries when she's got the face mask on, she opens the door to a neighbor who's she thinks it's going to be Lily. Um, yeah, Charlotte's daughter, and opens the door with a face mask on, and all her like the crazy clothes are in the background, and she might look like she lives like in a hoarder's apartment. Yeah. Anyway, she she's trying to do the carry thing, which is put on a bit. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she's she wants to impress this woman for yeah. some reason, and so she's get, she goes all into this whole like I'm a writer, I'm yeah. a writer, I'm a, I'm, it's not, and and it's such a carry thing to do because yeah. she does just live in like little vignettes of herself, yeah, 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 and that's quite like funny, I think, and embarrassing too in a lot. Also of ways. embarrassing, yeah. yeah. Oh, excuse me, sorry, it's getting late here over at uh, you are you're, podcasting. You're on uh, anyway, time. let's move on. Anyway, we sure have. Sorry, his penis. Yeah, there was a story with Charlotte's daughter and she was like, we should talk to you about sex or whatever and I want to have a healthy relationship and she's got an Instagram account and to be honest, whatever. Let's get on to Steve. I don't, what do you think? Is there anything there in terms of... Oh, look, I think if we had teenagers, we'd probably have a different I completely agree and that's actually a note mm, that I made. Because I actually thought that was really interesting. Yeah, um, and that's something that we will have to confront and, you know, most parents Yeah, and I, I do want to talk about that actually because I know yeah. you just like brushed over it. And I don't know. I just don't think it's that interesting a storyline or, you know, it didn't feel like it was it played that interestingly. I feel like they didn't go with it as far as they Yeah, I, that's probably it. And, I didn't commit and, to it. Kind no, of. and maybe it's because... Charlotte's other child has decided to transition or is on that journey to becoming rock. And so Charlotte's already dealing with one controversial issue, I guess, or or confronting issues. So maybe they didn't push it as far as they could have. But I know that there are so many teenagers out there and parents who are dealing with teenagers who are expressing themselves online in really quite scary ways. Which I guess is I wish it was kind of took – Took, went somewhere interesting. I'm not just like, oh, 13 people follow me and they all I know. know. It's like, and yeah, it's okay, like, great. Okay. Yeah, I think that's probably why. Yeah, I, yeah, if, I feel like that wasn't down. Not that I need, it. like, this gets into a whole thing about, you know, child exploitation online. No. I'm not talking about, like, you don't need to go down this whole rabbit hole, but, like, just to be like, uh, who cares? It's like, well, then why do I care then? Why are you showing me this if, like. Yeah, because it I, because I know for a fact and I've. I was a teacher and I've seen students and oh, yeah, other yeah, students exactly. of mine as well putting a lot of, not even explicit content, but a lot of their bodies online yeah. in a way that I think later on they might regret yeah. or in a way where they're not really old enough to understand the implications of what they're doing. And then they're accruing all these followers because their accounts are public. Yeah. And I think that is a more interesting conversation, talking to her daughter about who can see this and how, why, why it matters. And mm. if it was a public account, that would have been a more interesting storyline yeah. and maybe would have made you less kind of go, oh, that's not interesting. Yeah, but it was, I, again, I feel like it wasn't interesting because they didn't seem very interested in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Steve got a, took a fucking stray this week, Matt. I tell you what, <laughs> absolutely just... It came out of nowhere, as in like a bullet. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what that means. And so, why do you know what that means? Oh, yeah. It's, just, it's an expression. It's a common expression. Uh, it is, anyway, so she's like, I'm doing it. I'm going to ask Steve for a, for a divorce. And Charlotte even was just like, yeah, you know what? Good. You should, you know? I feel like Charlotte not, was holding back. More like, no, this is not you're wrong. I actually think you, problem. no, you're wrong. I think you've read that totally wrong. No, I think she took it as like, you need to do the thing that you need to do. I think Carrie and Charlotte in this scene are being the friends who know their, he- their friend is heading for a massive car accident, but they can't say anything more yes. because they've already said some of the things. Yep. What, what I, what I think is missing though, and I, <sighs> I feel like in like in previous seasons of Sex and the City, and we've discussed this before, Steve had a massive storyline. Yeah. Everyone was kind of rooting for Steve. And I remember when Miranda tells Carrie that she's in love with Steve, she gets emotional mm. and Carrie really is like so 
rooting for them and yeah. also so thrilled that Miranda can actually finally see that Steve is like the one for her. Yeah. And, you know, she can finally see that, who he is because he's just consistently there for her and a sounding board and he makes her laugh. He's this really kind person. Yeah. And I think they're trying to sell us on this notion that Miranda never should have been with him or that she was never satisfied with yeah, him. Yeah, I, I don't know if they were trying to sell that necessarily. Uh, because, you know, because all of that stuff still exists. I think it's maybe something that the character has forgotten and maybe the perspective they're showing of leaving Steve out is to, like, have us kind of forget who Steve is until, like, this scene where they bring him in and he actually is a human being for about a minute. Yeah, but I just feel like Charlotte and Kerry, before Miranda goes into that scene, they haven't said, they haven't really said what about Steve. Yeah. Like, in, in the way that... I guess they've been friends with him for so long now. Mm. But I guess maybe they're holding back or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I also feel like Charlotte, it doesn't approve, but you're right, is just kind of saying, well, you've got to do what you've got to do. Exactly. It was sort of her. weird they didn't stay longer there, though, on that, and instead they went over to Charlotte and the blowjob joke. I yeah. feel like if your friend if who's have, been married right, for like yeah. a million years to this person that you've been friends with for so long says she's asking for a divorce, I feel like you would give more that would weight be to that the, conversation. That would be the day. Yeah, you, know you would I mean? just yeah. give more weight to the conversation. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, continue. so she goes to Steve and she goes, Steve, I've got some good and bad news. Good for me, <laughs> bad and, for you. Yeah. And Steve's like, oh, I'm watching the football with one, one, uh, one, one um, whatever. Hearing aid. <laughs> hearing aid, actually, thank you. Actually, on a side note, um, that actor, David Eidenberg, actually has hearing aids. Does he really? So, so that's, that's why they worked that, it in. Yeah, that's why they worked Love it in. Love that. That's really yeah, cool. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that goes to the point, right, that just because he's got hearing aids doesn't mean he's an old person. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Like, he still should be a person. And yeah. we get glimmers of that because he finds both of his hearing aids. And I'd imagine you probably would, like, you know, like a TV remote or a lot of things, they, you know. You like lose, my glasses? Like your glasses, The amount like of times I walk in and go, James, have you seen my glasses? And I'm like, yes, Claire, <laughs> I put them in the toilet, Maybe as I, I always do. Maybe I should put them do. around my neck. I should. You should. That's why people have chains. It's not a terrible idea. If they could yeah. make chains fashionable again, that would be huge for you. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, she she puts, he put, he puts his, she's like, he's like, why don't you just yell the divorce into my one good ear? And she's like, no, if I'm going to divorce you, I'm going to do it properly or whatever. And... He's just completely like confused initially and I'm like, I wasn't sure how this scene was supposed to play out because he's like, what? Are we getting a divorce? I was joking. What? Is this good news? Oh, it's bad news. Oh, I was joking that it was bad news. And it's like, oh, okay, what, what, what are we doing? But he does have a good moment, I would say, in this scene. What, what do you think? Yeah, so initially the back end, so we were both preparing for this episode, like you went to the bathroom I was like, just I immediately before, because you know our boy Steve. I just think that the first few lines of it, he was, the actor was sort of a bit stilted, like yeah. David was a bit stilted. But then also I think that when I watched it a second time, I actually think they were playing it like maybe you would if you were just relaxing watching footy yeah. and you actually think as it becomes clear that you've had this you're in this really calm, safe space in your relationship yeah. and you're married for like 50 years. You're in your 50s, you're relaxing at home, you've got a teenage son and everything's just really chill and then your wife sits down and just suddenly says, I want a divorce out of nowhere because it's clear to to me then that as he says, as you, as you rightly said, the speech he then gives at the end of that, after yeah. he gets over, he's like, uh, 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 yeah. where he can't get any words out. Um, he thought everything was actually just the best it's ever been. Yeah. Because it wasn't so up and down. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting where he was like, oh, you've done this to, to me again. You know, like yeah. you've kind of put me through the ringer a few times. And she's like, you're not, ha- I'm not happy. You know, this isn't enough for me. I need more connection and energy and sex is what and she I says. And I need more. I need, I need more. more. And he's, and she's like, isn't this, an, you know, don't you think this isn't enough? And he's like, no, this is enough for me. And that was like, that was quite heartbreaking to be like, oh. this is just what he was looking for. You know, and, and when he's like, I just want to eat ice cream on the couch and come home and like and see and you or whatever. And talk about our son. Yeah, Brady. I'm like, yeah. that sounds pretty nice actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they've always been such good friends. Yeah. As well. But what I don't understand and what I guess I'm starting to see, I guess what I think the writers are doing and what the character Miranda is doing 
she sits on the couch and the way she talks to him, put your hearing aid in. Yeah. In this really like aggressive tone. Yeah. And it's quite rude. And I think she did the same thing last week where she tried, last week, where she tried to have like have that recreate that fingering scene. Yeah. It's so unfair. Yeah. She hasn't given him any opportunity to show what he can or do. Or to rectify. Or, yeah, this. exactly. Or to yeah. actually have, like, he was never going to be able to recreate no, the scene with not. Shay in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, if she wanted to rekindle their relationship, there's so many other ways she mm. could have done it. And the kind of yelling at him in that way that she was kind of speaking to him like he was a doddery old person. Which, you know, which <laughs> made him. May, maybe or maybe not, but it was like she was so annoyed and sick of him yeah. that she wasn't Just like, bringing... can we just get this over with? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And Yeah, I agree. It yeah, really I've written here unfair, question mark. And I don't think it's unfair in terms of like, if you're not happy, you should leave. Like, that's totally fine. But I think, you, yeah, you probably owe somebody more than just like... Hey, I've just been unhappy and I didn't say anything until now. You know what I mean? And I guess it yeah. takes people a while to kind of no, but she work says, through their own yeah, stuff. feelings. But she does say to Carrie, I've been un- I've been unhappy for a really long time. Yeah. But it's obvious that she never said anything to Steve. No. Yeah. But then she assumes that he their relationship is just like dead in the water and he must just think that the same as me, that yeah. it's dead in the water. So he knows. So she's surprise. like, he knows that it's over. And it's like, no, he doesn't. He's no. got no idea. He thought it was good. I really liked his line where he was, I think it was something along the lines of like, I'm too old to rally. Like I can't, if you're going to go and you like, I can't take another run at this. Like this is it for me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I can't do this hard. again. You know, I thought that was yeah. a really interesting line as well. A really good line to be like. This sucks, but like I just um, don't have this in me to like yeah, to chase you again. Yeah. I know, and just the way he says, "I want you to be happy." Yeah, and also how he just says, "I'm always here for you." You're you're up and down and all over the place, mm. but I'm always here. Yeah, and I and that broke my heart too because I thought to myself, I think in just relationships in life in general, right, they're cyclical often. Yeah. And they'll be good and then they won't be good, but they'll be good again. Yeah. And obviously there are relationships that end up toxic and people should leave. Mm. But then I also think if you've been with through so much with someone, to not give them the chance to repair it in a way yeah. that's real. But I, I think another element to this as well is like if she's queer then that's a whole other thing as well. And, you know, it's a whole other element of like yeah. this is not – she doesn't want to be with like a guy, you know, anymore. Yeah. So, you know, I think it is, I think for her – and look, it, we'll talk about kind of the fallout from this and we'll see more of that next week, yeah. that you, This kind of really hammered home that like she has never handled this well, like this whole situation, like the affair, how she's like – how she's approached she him. cut him Speaking out. to her friends yeah. about it, or like what she's going to do next. You know, they, this really drove it home that like she's so caught up in it and it's so exciting and fresh and new that she can't – she's – yeah, she's just – we'll see. Yeah, well, because that scene where she decides to, to do it and tell Steve – yeah. Yeah, what did you think of that scene with Shay when, when she goes to check in with Shay before she yeah, does yeah, it? Yeah. What did you well, think? Well, I, I just wanted to quickly say as well, and he, she was also like, I'm not going to tell him that I met somebody. And he's like, oh, what, what do you mean? Like we're old. What, 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 what else? Th- Are what you do sure you think is there's out, more out, out there? there? And then she had to be like, well, guess what? I have met somebody. So there is more for me out there. You know what I mean? That, like yeah. that felt really mean. And I guess, yeah. like, that's not a cool thing to say to somebody also. Like, what do you think you can do better than this? Which is not really the way that he framed it, but that's essentially, like, what he was I think it was saying. more, it was almost done in a way where he clearly loves her and he's worried about her. Yeah. Because I do think sometimes you can have that that thought, idea that the grass is just going to be greener. Mm. And I think Carrie tries to warn her about that too and say being alone isn't all it's cracked up to be, Yeah, you know? And I do think that that can happen in this kind of way where people think that divorce is the answer. Mm -hmm. And, yes, I'm sure it sometimes absolutely is. But also maybe, oh, who was I listening to? Someone. It was probably me. (laughs) Anyway, so I was saying that. No, no, I was listening to a podcast interview where the guest had um, recently left her marriage. Mm. And she was saying how she left the marriage. She wished that she'd known 
that in leaving the marriage, it wouldn't sort out herself because oh, okay, she left yeah. the marriage and there she still was. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the she needed to find herself and be happy in who she is. And it doesn't mean that she shouldn't have necessarily got yeah, divorced. Yeah, yeah. But it's a bit like that idea that if I just move to Paris, my life will be fine. Yeah. But what you find is when you move to Paris, you were still You're there. still there. <laughs> With all your same problems, you've just moved location. And Carrie. I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, and so I think Carrie's trying to warn her of that. Yeah. That you might not be happy, but a person shouldn't be isn't isn't going to be the yep. the solve. Yeah, you know what totally. I mean. In the end of the at the end of the day, it's got to be you fixing you. Yeah, and I guess that's what what the show has like always really been about. You know what I mean? It's about mm. being that relationship the with yourself, version of yourself. Yeah, but you know, you, loving yourself. Yeah, what I thought was interesting in that Shay and Miranda interaction, um, just before Shay leaves to go to Cleveland, Miranda is clearly so swept She's just away, giddy. at giddy, right? And Shay tells Miranda that they love her. Yeah. And Miranda thinks that it's now the big scene in the rom-com. Yeah, yeah. And Shay is basically saying, great, we're just going to be together forever and thank goodness. And I do think that was realistic when she said, I've got all these big feelings, do you? Yeah. And it was a beautiful moment in in a way, but Shay is trying to say to her, mm. I'm not into traditional, I don't want to do yeah. traditional. And, and Miranda's like, it's fine, I, I don't want to do traditional. Yeah. But I, I think they're like, I think what we're going to find is that their ideas are not aligned. On, aligned. Well, they, and they might become more aligned, but she's about to like walk in front of a truck essentially. That's how you feel <laughs> because the episode kind of ends with her in a cab. What did you think about the way they edited that? Because they cut Steve off. Hard cut, yeah. Hard cut. Right when Miranda sort of tells him that there's someone else yeah. and then they cut to her in a cab talking to Kerry. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You wonder if there was more there that they edited out. Like it's also like what more could there be from that? Like he's already upset. Do you want to see more? Upset Steve, I guess. I think we're going to see more of him, obviously, in the next couple of episodes. Yeah. And, look, I don't know whether Miranda will, like, regret and, like, want to go back to Steve, but I think there will be regret about how she handled it with him, you know. I think so. And she just lost sight of him. It's like she couldn't see him Mm. anymore. Yeah. And And it made me think that the character of Miranda can do that. Yep. She can just become very selfish. Mm. Well, and, you know, everyone can. Yeah. I really like that line where Miranda's like, I'm go- I'm flying over to, to surprise Shay. I'm in a rom-com. And Carrie's like, all right, good luck, whoever you are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Because yeah, it's so not like Miranda to be yeah. so swept up in something. And I think we're going to walk into like Shay is with other people or Shay's like, what are you doing here? You know, it's the- Miranda's not going to walk into what? She what she thinks, thinks that she's is. I, mean, I don't know what necessarily that what that's going to look like. I kind of want it to be something other than just like, oh, Shay's dating other people or whatever. Like, which would be fine, but it would, I think like, I mean, it's done, it's made, but like, I'd, I'd be interested if it was something like unexpected, you know? Yes. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, um, you know what would be really interesting? What's that? If- Steve's there. He's like, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to get you. Bowls of ice cream. Yeah. I made a tray of bowls of ice cream, Miranda. Oh, Steve. <laughs> yeah. No, I, there, there is a version of that you could do, though. I like that idea, though. I do. Of like, maybe Shay isn't as upfront the as they, you know, yeah. necessarily say. Anyway, we'll find out. Anyways, Samantha speculation this week. Every week mm. I like to go, hmm, is Samantha going to show up in this episode, this series of Sex in the City? Uh, it's a big zero this week in terms of, um, in terms of Samantha speculation. Mate, mate, you've got two episodes left and, and as I've said from it's the very like, beginning, it's not, it's not, it's not happening. Good, but okay. And they're not even mentioning her, to be honest. No, but I, I, I to even, to, to put the boot in. If I'm going to catch a stray, like my boy Steve, uh, Kim Cattrall liked this tweet this week. So proud of at Kim Cattrall for skipping the trashy Sex in the City reboot and doing How I Met Your Father for Hulu. She's wonderful, and so is Hilary Duff. If you have 48 minutes to spare, go ahead and watch the first two episodes. <laughs> I may even rewatch them before next week. Challenge accepted. Oh, that was from Julia Hawes on uh, Twitter. Kim Cattrall. So there you go. And it was... Um, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten that that started, How I Met Your Father. Yeah, it was kicked everybody off. has because everyone's talking about and just like that, she would be, I reckon she would be regretting it. I don't think she would. If she, it doesn't make her happy and she's rich, who gives a shit? No, <laughs> I think that her management would be regretting it 
and I think she I mean for the money, yes. The money, but not even that. I, think I mean for the I, management. My money. gut feeling is that Kim Cattrall had all this bridge under the water about the inequity of the money and all yep. of those things, but I think she also didn't want to be made a fool of yep. in a reboot that wasn't going to be any good. Totally. And say what you will about the show. Everybody is talking Everyone's about loving it. it. Every podcast I listen to, someone brings it up, and none of the podcasts hate it. I listen to people bring it up. <laughs> Shockingly, but they're just talking about monoclonal, monoclonal right. antibodies. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, I know. Everything you listen to is just shooty, shooty, bang, bang. No, everything like, I listen I to look, is like, how do I stay young? Is like, no, everything I listen to is like capitalism destroying the world. I'm like, oh my god, it is. You're right. Yeah. Anyway, is sorry, that why on. you always give me a speech on capitalism? I don't always. No, once every a week. Day. Anyway, oh, sorry, go on. No, so I think. Kim Cattrall would be looking at all of this because everybody's talking about yep. it, right? And if part of it was that um, she was worried about, you know, her legacy and profile mm. and all of that stuff, if she still wants to be a working actor, Sex yep. in the City reboot and just like that is one of the biggest shows, probably yep. the biggest TV show there you know would at be, the moment. You know it would be cool mm. if they wanted to get her in the show and not have her interact with the rest of the cast have a Samantha-focused episode of wherever she's living. Just do like a bottle episode of, of her in just London Samantha. Or something. Yeah, just Samantha, her new friends, whatever she's up to. I just think that they, I think she's burnt so many bridges. I don't think so. I think they're, I think if she was open to it, they would welcome her back with open arms, 100%. My, I actually think my gut feeling is when they do the next season, which they obviously are going to, because there's only two episodes left and there's nowhere near finished tying everything together, I reckon she'll come back. I think you might be right. As I said from the beginning. But then again, liking liking that tweet, you know, they're probably writing the new season already. They would be writing the new season already. You know, it makes me think also, unless this is some kind of long marketing con, which, you know, is not out of the question. It's not a long marketing con. She, the the rift. No, I know that. I know. But like the amount of things that like get leaked and I mean, because I live in this world of like spoilers and like speculation and cameos and all these kinds of things. And there've been scenarios like, for example, and I'm going to spoil the new Spider-Man movie for everybody who hasn't seen it. Um, Andrew Garfield spent like two years being like, I am not in the new Spider-Man movie, just bold-faced lying to people. And he's in it. This is different, but I'm, what I'm saying is it happens. Yeah, but you come from the world of like men talking about capitalism constantly on a podcast and then like, <laughs> I don't know, dick swinging around and then like You also come from that different... world. This episode was, <laughs> there were two dicks swinging around. Three, and like. Discussing the Easter eggs of capes and leaping about on buildings and lots of bang it's, bang fight scenes. It's all the same. No, it's all I media. Yeah, I know it's all media, but I, I, in lots of ways, I agree with you. But I think this particular show, the kind of audience that this particular show has, it, it I just don't think you could get away with actors lying to fans in that way because it's a totally different audience from the audience that is watching Spider-Man. I just think the kind of relationship that women have with this show, and I will just say it, women in particular have with this show. And me, all women and and me. No, and not just women. Not I'm hashtag not just women. And hashtag lots, not all and men. Correct. There's a lot of women that love Spider-Man. And I love Spider-Man yeah, yeah. too. But what I get I'm what you're saying, saying is yeah. the bulk of like the what this show has meant for so many women yeah. in their lives, in their personal lives, in their love for this show. It's just not about that. It's not about lying for two years to shock the audience. I just don't think they would do that. I think that and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I just think that they would if if Samantha's going to be in the next season, yeah, they they will drop it beforehand. I I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, you you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, and because of just the nature of the whole thing. Anyway, that's what I reckon. Yeah. So, but wouldn't you rather not know? No. You want to know that she's coming? Yeah, because part of the joy of it is like all of the dropping of the the trailers and the pictures and the imagery and the fan pics beforehand. I think one of the other parts of Sex and the City which would make it so difficult, and I guess maybe you're right if they did just like um, a capsule episode in London or something, maybe it would be different. 
but New York, if you're filming in New York, there's it's almost impossible to just to hide. I agree. From if you, the paparazzi. If you, if you put really. her in a full episode and she was on the street. Again, I don't actually think she's going to show up, just for, just to clarify. Oh, well, well, how but, a man eats his words. Oh, no, look, I, I would say, yum, like, yum. I still stick by, like, there's a 1% chance that she could. But, like, you could do it without filming it on the street. You, there's a way to yeah, do it. I feel like they've really put in a lot of effort to move away from her now. Like, she hasn't been in last week's either. Yeah, that's true. I really think, and which makes me sad because I really have missed her now. Yeah. I've missed that element of the show that's like, because there is no, there were a couple of sex scenes, but there's no real, that kind of joyful abandonment of You can't like, just throw in a couple of dicks and think we'll be satisfied. No, you know what I mean? that's what I mean, because <laughs> sex is, because Sex in the City, one of the narrative arcs, and there's always four in each episode, is this joyful sort of like, or hilarious, yeah. highly explicit content. And it's not that I'm really there for that, but it adds like this dynamic to the show yeah, yeah. that kind of gives it its pace. Sure. You know, does that make sense? I totally agree. Yeah, and look, like it's spice or I, something. I, I like the way that you said adding dynamic to the show because it makes me think about the way people can add dynamics <laughs> to this show. <laughs> and that segue, is why you're nothing if not leaving, professional. Leaving your review in app, uh, really, we'd really appreciate it. Whatever platform you're on, uh, you can do it. This is from Jason Hawke who says, the podcast I wanted. Uh, the podcast I wanted to discuss this Daffy series hosts a wonderful, unironically fans and unforgiving critical, uh, unforgivingly critical when necessary. Thank you very much, Jason. Thank you to everybody who writes a review. I'm going through all of them every single week. There are a couple episodes left, of course, before the end of the uh, before the end of the season. So please come back next week. Maybe we have a letter. Do we have a letter this week? Claire? We do have a letter. This one is entitled. Justice for Steve. Oh, Steve, my boy. What do we got? And it's from Jesse. Hello, Suggestibles and Samantha Watchers. That's me. I'm a long-time Daily Planet listener and have been what? greatly enjoying... It's the <laughs> Weekly Planet. No, it's just the Daily Planet. This is the Daily Planet. That's a different thing. <laughs> All right, pipe down over there. Take some chill pills. I will. Enjoying listening to Suggestible in the City, especially since absolutely no one in my life will watch the occasionally cursed text that isn't just like that. <laughs> After last week's episode in discussion, I have to speak up for the podcast's favourite son, our boy Steve. Here we go. The timing that Miranda set it on to spring her make it or break it sexual pop quiz was so unfair. They're in the middle of cleaning up dinner. Steve is clearly in the middle of dealing with staffing issues at his business. Yep, yep. Um, and hang on, there's a little tangent here. Steve is the only mainstay character that has been working consistently in a service industry. That's true. Mm, first as a bartender and later as an owner. I have friends who have followed similar tracks and are already suffering hearing loss yeah, right. from many late nights in amplified environments. And we're all just now hitting our 40s. Yeah. The writers could have used Steve's hearing loss to examine the class disparity that's always been present between Miranda and Ooh, Steve. That's good. And the extra toll that some careers take on our bodies. But old man Steve, I guess, was narratively better for furthering Miranda's journey. Yep. I look, and we've been very open about how we don't like the way they've handled Steve mm -hmm. personally. And I, I never kind of gave thought to what you would do with that. But that is an excellent suggestion. Isn't it? Yeah. Because they already did do some scenes in that. I mean, one of the reasons they broke up the first time was he has only a corduroy suit. And then Miranda wants to take him to some fancy lawyer dinner. Yeah. And she's like, you can't wear that corduroy brown suit. Do you remember that? Yeah, and he's like, and but he's, I don't and have any other clothes. All my clothes yeah. are wet. And then she... <laughs> Inexplicably, oh my clothes are wet and I don't know what to do, Miranda. I can't afford a washing machine. My my umbrella turned inside out and I got rained on. <laughs> that's that's modern Steve, not Steve of old. Steve would have handled it. No, anyway, exactly. You got hit um, by an umbrella today, anyway. So yeah, I, oh my god, I did have a speech. I got skewered by an umbrella and you tried to save me and it didn't work. It backfired. I thought I got it. I no, did not. And it by the way, this is an enormous. Beach umbrella. Oh my god! I saw it coming, and I was standing next to our daughter on the beach. Yeah, and it rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled, rolled. and then James is standing in front of me and like tried to grab it in this sort of flailing yeah. arms going everywhere, and then it kept spinning, kept going, went got past me, and it didn't hit, and I caught it, but not before the it's, end. It, beat me did in you the get a bruise? No, I didn't. Get okay, a bruise. it just hurt. Yeah, it just hurt because it came at me full tilt. But I went all mama bear. I was like, <laughs> yeah, no you, umbrella. Is you fucking you stop that. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. my daughter I think it's also right like you me. literally put your body on the line of like, I will yeah. not move. 
No from, way. Because I, was, I wasn't moving away from it. You I should clarify. Like, James I was, was I was down away the beach from away it. From I it. stepped towards it and I missed it. But luckily, Claire. Yeah, I just skewered. I put my ribs on the line. I hope our daughter's listening to this (laughs) in the future. very impressive. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. Okay. Um, Let's line that up. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, you were saying. Um, What was I saying about Steve? Steve, umbrella, a corduroy suit. Oh, yeah, yeah. In that episode, he's wearing a corduroy suit and she hates it. So she takes him to a tailor and she buys him a proper suit. Mm. But then he feels really embarrassed about it and sends it back, I think, because he's so expensive. Yeah, yeah. And then they break up because she realizes that they're in different worlds, I guess, in terms of class and yeah. um, money and education. And then she has to go to this kind of fancy lawyer dinner where she then gets made partner, but she's got no Steve. Yeah. And it and it is. There's always wow. that partnered in one way, but not the other. Correct. That is. Well done. It's pretty good. Exactly. But that is such an interesting storyline, right? Yeah. Because it's so true. And he works so hard. Yeah, he's still working, like consistent. I mean, they all are in a way. But uh, But he's, the you know, manual labor is, and it's not just manual labor, but like it's physically taxing. Like a lot of people I know who do like physical labor who are now now 38, the bodies are like fucked, you know? Mm. And I'm lucky because I've never had to do that and I can just go to the gym and be like, I'm lifting weights, look at me or whatever. (laughs) Little soft fingers. Yeah. Uh, I've got calluses from lifting, like, uh, but yeah, it's 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 brutal, mm. you know. And he's fifty five. Yeah. yeah, and he's been working in, in pubs and doing mm. all of that. So I think there is something really interesting about that. And also, I just think Miranda might be a bit of an asshole. Well, I think you know none of them are perfect. That's the point, and I yeah, think that's good none of though. Us are right? I mean, I mean, in the show, it's good because if she was like right and she was like, I got out of it and I was right, like that's not interesting. No. Exactly. Anyway, we got to wrap it up because Colin we has do. to edit we this do. podcast of a show he probably doesn't watch, so he's thoroughly confused by Correct. what's going on. Exactly. I'll just quickly finish Jesse's email Please. by saying. Was Steve an awkward fumbling dummy? Sure. But he's our awkward fumbling dummy. Yep. And the whole setup felt very set up to fail. Boo. Just boo. Yep. We're great. You, mate. And yeah. Boo hashtag our boy Steve. Our boy Steve. <laughs> you did him wrong. You did him but wrong. But I'm hoping maybe there's more to more to that in the next few episodes yeah. where we get a little bit more of a deep dive into and I, Steve. You know what I'm I, I think would happen in real life, and I'm hoping the writers take it this way. Steve initially is like, I love you, I want you to be happy. He's in shock. Yeah. I reckon the rage is gonna come. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. We'll see some Steve of old. So Not rage, but yeah, you know, but like enough some fire. Some anger, yeah. right? Because she's cheating on him yep. and she's she, she's just blown up their whole life. They have a son together. You know, he's had to deal with her doing this all the time. Anywho, and look, interesting. Look, he's not my favourite, but um, but yeah. No, he's a bit of a jerk, isn't he? <laughs> he was at that rally and that's cool. That's true. And teenagers are, I guess. This yeah. is the thing because the writers are parents of teenagers. Yeah. So they're writing teenagers probably as they are, which is kind of terrifying. As revenge. <laughs> Anyways, we've got to get out of here. We do. Uh, please come back next week. We're going Correct. to have our penultimate episode. Exactly. Uh, and then we'll just go from there, won't we? I'm we at will. Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I'm at Claire Twenty on Instagram. And you can email the show at suggestiblepod at gmail.com. Send in your thoughts. There's still two episodes left, James. That's right. That's, That's what I'm saying. No, no. Penultimate is second oh, last, isn't it? I see. Yes. Is it? Yes, you is are. It not? Correct. It's like the semi-final. It's the same way that Spider-Man 2 is the penultimate movie in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. All right. Initially it was anyway. No spoilers. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everybody. Okay. And goodbye. Bye.